what causes anxiety? How can you overcome it? Can you overcome it? Or is it something that's just managed? These are just a few of the questions that I asked today's guest. Sarah Wellner is a certified functional health coach, and she helps women who are privately suffering from anxiety kick it to the curb with her holistic tools and her resources. In this episode, Sarah walks us through a little bit of her personal story, and then we touch on her five pillars on how to manage anxiety when you feel it coming on. These five pillars are the tools she teaches in her upcoming online course. So if you're someone who struggles with anxiety and wanting some tangible tools to help you manage it in a holistic way, when you feel like it's starting to overbear your life, this is for you. Sarah Wellner is passionate about helping women who are privately suffering with anxiety. After almost two decades of her own journey through diagnosing her anxiety, failing for years to get a handle on it through conventional medicine, and then more recently, finding her own success through holistic treatment and strategies, she is here to share what she's learned so other women don't have to go through the struggle and confusion that she did. After earning her functional health coach certificate last year, Sarah founded Wellner Wellness, where she is committed to helping women on their journey to successfully managing anxiety. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Setting goals and having a plan is what we do around here. When I was fresh out of college and working a sedentary nine to five, I decided to take it upon myself to find a fitness goal, figure out a plan and go after it. Crossing the line to my first race ever, a full marathon at 26.2 miles, was the moment everything in my life changed. The fact that I had this idea that formulated in my head first, then was put into bite-sized, actionable and attainable chunks, executed consistently, led to a lifetime of healthy living. You may not have a goal of running anything, but regardless, you need a plan. If you love the outdoors and are looking to increase your fitness, energy, heart health, I have a 12-week plan to get you from just a casual walker to a runner or jogger for 60 minutes nonstop. You can get the three-month fitness plan over at www.nataliejean.com forward slash running program. That's N-A-T-A-L-E-E-J-E-A-N.com forward slash running program. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me here on the Fit for Business podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? Oh, so good. So good. Um, I wanted to know, though, because I ask all of my guests this question, and it really helps us to, to get to know you better. If you were to describe yourself in three words, what three words would you use and why? All right. So to be honest, I'm glad you gave me a heads up about this because that is it's just it's a struggle for me. So I was thinking about it and one is sensitive. And I feel like that can be a plus or a minus depending on who you are talking to. 
um, which also leads into empathy. And so I'm, I'm very sensitive. I'm very empathetic. Um, I cry at Charmin commercials. I am the friend that will cry with you or, you know, whether you're celebrating something or you're upset about something. And so um, I'm known for that and have tried to embrace it. So, you know, sensitive, empathetic, and I'm, I'm super loyal. I mean, if you, if you're a friend of mine and we've grown to love each other, then you're there, you know, you're there for me forever and me for you. And lastly, I'm passionate. Um, it seems that when I find something that really means a lot to me, I just dive all in, which I think probably leads me to why I'm here talking to you. So passionate about, you know, anxiety and about embracing yourself and who you are. So that's, that's me in a nutshell in well, three words. <laughs> I love that. Uh, just a quick question then if with your, um, you know, your sensitivity and stuff, what's your Zodiac sign? Um, I'm a Capricorn. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm a cancer and that's tended to be a, a, a trait, I guess, or characteristics of cancers, but I don't know about Capricorns. I'll have to look. I haven't read up much on that, but it'd be nice to know the reason for it. <laughs> I know, right. Do you, um, do you also do like Enneagram at all? So I just started diving into that and I've taken the test so many times. Um, and first I was a three and then I was a six or maybe I'm getting the numbers confused. And just recently I'm like, something's not right here. And I retook it because I read that both threes and sixes can be accidentally assigned when you're actually a nine. And so, and, and I started digging in like anxiety and, you know, kind of my traits. And I think it's like, I need, I need a professional really to evaluate me, but I think I'm a nine. <laughs> What about you? Yeah, I'm a nine too. And it's funny because it's it's like a tied nine and three. And then my friends that are like really into it, they they had mentioned that uh, when you're like a nine and your strengths, you go to a three and in your weaknesses, you go to a six. So I I mean, I haven't gotten into a whole lot either, but, but yeah, I think we're very similar. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for affirming that for me because I'm just like, (laughs) you test correct or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so now t- tell us about who you are. Like what season of life are you in? What are your hobbies? You know, where do you live? Just kind of all the things about Sarah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm in Wisconsin near Milwaukee, um, in a suburb here and I grew up in Northern Wisconsin. So been in Wisconsin all my life, except for a short stint in Minnesota. Um, and I'm married with one eight year old son, Harrison. And gosh, you know, I, um, what are our hobbies? You know, taking care of a, a kiddo, especially now uh, with mm-hmm. school. So anybody that has kids, trying to teach them. I never wanted to be a teacher, so um, <laughs> doing that. Um, you know, otherwise, I am a podcast junkie and uh, self improvement books. I really like and recently online shopping. <laughs> you know, being stuck in the house has not been easy. So yeah, other than that, you know, vacationing and and just um, you know the self induced obsession of health. So that's, that's really what I've spent the last few years doing is just educating myself. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's so great. So now let's just kind of, so today's topic is all around anxiety. Tell me, how did you get involved in it? What is your story? Tell me just where it all starts for you. Okay. So one key thing for anxiety, which happened to me is it shows up in so many different ways. You may not realize it's anxiety. So uh, the short story is when I was 16, I developed all of these stomach issues, um, terrible, painful bloating, constipation. It was awful. 
And it took me going, I had my gallbladder out, I had all these tests done, no one could figure anything else out. Then they diagnosed me with uh, irritable bowel syndrome and gastric reflux disease. And I just spent years and years and years on prescription medications trying to help this. It wasn't helping. And then finally, a doctor is like, you know, maybe you suffer from anxiety. And then they put me on a medication. And sure enough, it, you know, the, the um, symptoms uh, subdued a bit. So, you know, anxiety can present in physical, like neck pain, back pain, bloating, constipation, fatigue, brain fog. And then there's like the traditional symptoms I feel that everybody knows, like there's an elephant sitting on my chest. I can't take deep breaths, uh, insomnia, uh, you know, worrying about the most ridiculous things that you know couldn't possibly happen. So I unfortunately was suffering from one that it just took forever to figure it out. Um, but once I did, then I was able to start slowly figuring out how to solve it, um, which took quite a bit of time because conventional medicine only offers you the prescription medication. So I had to kind of find ways around that, it, which started with fitness for me. Okay. So about just like kind of how old were you when you first were diagnosed, I guess, with anxiety? Mm -hmm. And then when did you start to incorporate some kind of fitness or something like that to kind of help you manage it? Tell me, give me like that little bit of a timeline there in the story. Yeah. Okay. I, so when I first had symptoms, I was 16. I think I was a mid twenties when I was diagnosed with anxiety and then I started working out through, like, um, I started with yoga and running and I must have been mm, 26 or 27. That's when I started realizing that fitness could help, help me feel great. And then also calm the anxiety. Yeah. Now, how do you, for me, like, I don't really, like, I don't know that if I would have anxiety, like I don't feel those typical symptoms, but what are some like of the key things other than you were saying like the elephant on your chest, but you know, what, what things could I associate or start to question? Like, do I have anxiety and do I need to go see a doctor or is this something that I can manage myself? Like, how do you identify that uh, when you're not exactly sure? I really think the best thing to do is talk to a doctor or a therapist. I feel like there's such a stigma still with therapy and it's just maddened me. I've been in therapy for the last like 15 years of my life on and off. Um, but see someone that's willing to address the symptoms is something more than a medical issue, if you will. So insomnia to me, I feel like there's so many people out there that suffer with insomnia. It doesn't mean it's anxiety. Um, it could mean that maybe you need to get physical activity or maybe you're drinking too much caffeine, you know? Um, but I think insomnia is huge. And I think finding yourself worrying a lot, maybe, maybe that's not obvious to some people about things that, okay, anything's possible. But the things I used to worry about is it would just control my life. And two, there's uh, separate from separate from anxiety, but included in it is panic attacks. Um, I'm just going to ask you about unfortunately. that. Yeah. And I've only had two in my life. Thank goodness. But for people, I mean, that can prevent is like, you can't breathe, you can't, you're crying out of controllably, you can't think straight, you can't move. Like, I think each individual person can react to this stress on their body. I mean, what it is, is your body's under so much stress and your cortisol has been running so high for so long. And it, in, in my words, it like cracks, like you just crack, like you can't take it anymore. And then it's your body doesn't know what to do. 
with their anxiety, how do you then help to, is it something that people can overcome or is it something that it's managed or kind of walk me through how you do that? Yeah. So, you know, in medicine, they're not quite sure they have their theories on what causes anxiety and it can be genetic. It can be something external, right? It can be, so it can be your hormones for me. We, we found that part of my issue was, uh, uh, my hormones were messed up, but, um, you know, whether or not you can overcome it, I really do think it is individual to the person. So I believe that anxiety is like an autoimmune disease. I like to compare it to. So you, you, you developed it and it's within you, but you can go into remission forever. And I also think anxiety can also be caused by trauma. And I think that's a huge one that um, I tend to forget to mention because it's so obvious. Like that's usually the main something happened to you. And sometimes something happened to you. You don't remember you stored it, you know, your limbic system kind of shoveled it away. You know, that's why therapy is so important because for some people, if you can uncover what's going on and, and solve it, put it to rest, you could move yourself out of that fight or flight. For me personally, I've found that I just tend to go in these waves. Um, I have, I've been in therapy for a long time and I haven't found anything that's been like this. Oh yeah, that's what happened to me. You know, I have like my five, I have five pillars of controlling anxiety. And then I have my go-tos when my anxiety is kind of, you know, ruffling its feathers. And like it, it has been actually during COVID. It's such a rough time for everybody. So there's a lifestyle. That's the baseline. And then there's the helpful tools when, when you're feeling like, okay, it's, it's exciting to show it, show its face to me now. Tell me about the five pillars. Is that something you can share? Is Mm -hmm. it too personal? Yeah, no, no, not at all. No. In fact, no, I have a course all about this. So the five pillars are, they're five pillars to help, but specifically, they're going to help your body stay calm and stay into the rest and digest phase. So there's the nutrition aspect of it. Your body needs key nutrients in order to regulate all of its systems. And so important for you to be getting all the water, all the nutrients, you know, fruits, vegetables, whether you're a vegetarian or you eat meat, there are certain key vitamins and minerals you have to have for your body to regulate itself and your neurological system goes out of whack when you don't. And uh, then there's sleep, which is to me the number one. So important and sleep is such a struggle for so many people. And so I've recently over the last year been able to conquer my sleep issues. I've had insomnia since I was like in high school. And um, I think that's huge. Your body can restore itself. You have to sleep. And then there's movement, which is huge. You have to get movement in every day. I'm not saying you have to go get an hour-long workout in with the weights or, you know, run three miles every day. But movement is so important for your joints, your muscles, your mental health. So, yes, what do we have? Food, sleep, movement, stress reduction. So, like, self-care. I'm going to look at the journaling, the meditating, the, you know, whatever you do to take care of you. And it has to be on a regular basis. That, to me, is right under sleep. Like, I think those are the two most important. And then finally is environmental toxins. I don't think people realize that the things we put on our skin, that we breathe in, that we just surround ourselves with, so cleaning products, makeup, gosh, there's just so many things that disrupts our endocrine system, which messes with our hormones, which can cause anxiety. So those are my five. (laughs) I I think those are great. And when you start to feel that you're anxiety levels are going up, what would you say then would be kind of your first go-to of those five pillars? My first go-to is breath work. So there's quite a few out there. Um, One of my favorites is the four, seven, eight. So you inhale for four, you hold it for seven seconds, 
and then you exhale for eight. There's so many different variations of breath work, but I like one where you hold the breaths in. There's also methods where you then hold on the exhale too. Um, so you do like box breathing. You breathe in, you hold it for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and you hold it for four seconds. And I like that as well. I start, um, I meditate, which is I think huge, um, but I start all of my meditations out with breath work too, which tends to help center me. So I think anybody that feels like stress, panic is coming on, like stop and breathe. It it moves you out of the fight or flight. Your body has no choice but to move out in order to complete this exercise you're doing for about five minutes. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that too, because I never, I don't know that I really identified it as breath work before my meditation. And even my meditation, like I don't think of it as meditation because I'm not, you know, I think traditionally people think of meditation and you sit there and you hum or whatever. But yeah. um, before, yeah. before I do my like quiet brain, you know, whatever I do the breath work as you would call it. And I never truly thought of it that way, but like, I'll do, um, where I breathe in and, you know, like my, I make sure that my belly expands. And then as I'm breathing in, I think of positive words, you know, mm. um, confident, energetic, healthy, vibrant, strong, bold, you know, whatever. And then as I breathe out, I think of, um, like cleansing or breathing out any like negativity. So like, you know, like self doubt or insecurities and stuff like that. And so that's how I do kind of my breath work before I do essentially meditation or sometimes it's kind of one and the same, uh, depending on how much time, but I just know just how much, like I've noticed in myself, like how much my posture just changes and relaxes and I'm not so tense, right? When you're doing this breath work. Yes. Yeah. And you put it in a good way. You're bringing in the good and getting out the bad, right? Like get it out of there. Um, I think, yeah, any type of breathing, it's just, it has so many benefits. I think, you know, it's important for people to feel like they have a place to turn to. And when it comes to anxiety, what do you specifically do for people to help them through this, whether, you know, it's identifying that they have it or helping them through the process that you have with the five pillars? Like, so what do you do specifically? And then in turn, like, where can people find you to connect with you uh, to see if this is something that you can help them with? Yeah, um, I am a certified functional health coach. So I do work one on one with clients on their anxiety, anything else stress inducing in their life, right? Um, and how to overcome that manage that. Um, and I, I do love working one on one with clients. And I'm also um, just finishing up on developing a course that does totally cover the five pillars everything in there, what I've found in my own story and my own journey and breaking it all down for you. So you understand what you can do because it sounds so simple to just do these five things and you'll, you'll be great, but know that it is a journey and you're supported in with such large community. Um, and so, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Wellner wellness and uh, Facebook, the same Sarah Wellner or Wellner wellness and uh, Wellner wellness.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for just being here. I know sometimes anxiety is a tricky topic, but you just made it seem so simple and, and not simple, but you just made it so understandable and relatable and that it's not truly a scary thing and that it can be managed with just intentional work. And so I think this is so great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Your goal may not be to run a marathon, but you do want to be healthier, more active, and feel energized throughout your days. 
So don't forget to download my free 12-week fitness program. You can go to www.nataliejean.com forward slash running program and click download. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.